Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network. Zach Bodenstein with the guys from the fourth period. Dave Pinota. Dennis Bernstein. Sorry for the delay. My computer was just pulling a Toronto Maple Leaf. So we're good now. Uh, <laughs> now, um, what a night it was yesterday in the NHL. So much to talk about. And uh, obviously with the uh, s- smaller slate today, uh, we could talk a little bit more about yesterday's games. Uh, the Penguins' brutal loss, which we'll get into because Pittsburgh plays tonight. Carter Hart, maybe for the heart. Not actually, but uh, for lack of a better pun, we'll talk more about Carter Hart uh, in tonight's game as well. But before we get to anything, I think the question that you guys have been asked probably more than anything in the last week, how was Mullet Arena? I got to ask you guys, like you guys were there with the Coyotes uh, home opener and technically the Mullet Arena NHL opener. Dave, uh, we'll start with you. What was your impression of Mullet Arena? For what it was, or well, I guess what it is, um, it's a great building. It's, it's, it was a cool setting. It was a really cool vibe. Um, the student section was rowdy. I, I mean, again, for what it is, it's cool. Is it ideal? No. Um, do you want to be playing in a environment with 4,600 fans only filling the building? No, but given the circumstances, um, you got to make the best out of it right now. And I, I think they did a good job again, really nice arena DB. I mean, I, I think you'd agree no. that it, it was, it, it's, it's a beautiful setting, for what it is, it's just, you know, 5,000 seat rank. Oh, it's a great thing, right? In the middle of ASU's campus, it's a brand new building. Yep. It's nice and clean. It's easy to get to. It's the opposite. If you've ever gone to a Coyotes game before this season and you had to travel from the Phoenix airport out to Glendale, which is probably 30 to 40 minutes, I totally well, get thanks. it. This is a means towards an end. To use another gambling analogy, the NHL is pot committed to oh, yeah. Arizona, right? They've been they've thrown so much in the pot. They're not pulling out now. Yeah. Now, the deal for the new building goes south and they don't get a new building. Of course, you can't play in this arena forever. It's probably going to be closer to five years than three years, right? Because they have to do some environmental studies. Zach, they're building this uh, arena supposedly on, on top of a city dump, which is kind of an analogy for what's <laughs> been going on in the desert for 25 years. But I think for the fans out of the market that want to criticize this, it's like everything else. Like they criticize Dustin Brown getting a statue in Los Angeles in Buffalo. Like who cares? Like if you don't like to set up in Arizona, fine. The fans enjoyed it. It's a means towards an end. And it's not the first time this has ever happened where a professional team is, you know, played temporary temporarily. And I'll give you the example. I live in Los Angeles. The first year the Chargers moved from San Diego, they played at Dignity Park, which is 25,000 seats, which is not close to being NFL. And most nights, 20,000 Eagles fans or Packer fans or whatever were in the building. So I, I get this. Whether you like it or not, the league is committed to this market. I think it's the seventh biggest market in the United States. I had a great time. The sight lines were great. The I yeah. say to make it more revenues in that building than the old building. And to be honest, they didn't have another option. They, they killed the relationship with Glendale. That wasn't happening anymore. The current owner, who's going to be the former owner of the Suns, 
hates the Coyotes. He can't play downtown. There was no other options if you want to play in, in Arizona. So I get it. We had a fun. And I would suggest that fans out there that want to criticize, go out there, especially if you're in the Northeast, go play some golf on an off day, go to the game if your favorite team's playing there and experience what we did because we had a really nice time. And I got to I gotta add, they don't have regular-sized beers. They've got the big boys. And they're only 14 bucks. Oh. Like, compared to other rinks. Like, if that's L.A., Toronto, it's like 18 18 bucks, 17, 18, 19 bucks. Like, and the hot dogs are six bucks. So it's a college campus. I mean, you got to yeah. have something. And, and, and the one section, they have a student section behind one of the nets where it's not even seats, it's benches from like 25 to 50 bucks. You get in. So that atmosphere will, will be there. Plus, if, if you like nightlife, Dave and I experienced the nightlife in Tempe as well. Uh, a pro tip stay at the West. If you're going to go to a game there, stay at the West in Tempe. You're 100 yards from Mill Street, which has a probably like 10 to 12 bars that you can walk up and down because that's where Arizona State is. So you can have a really great time as a destination for hockey. Yeah. I'm not sure how hard the Cotties will push that for visiting teams, but our experience was fun. You got it. And even the players said, look, Blake Wheeler said it best. I've played in worse than rinks, right? I get it. This is not the NHL. This is not an NHL level rink. It's not the big time, but the players don't care. It's still 200 by 85. When they jump off the puck, so why do they care if there's kids sitting behind the bench, you know, behind one of the nets, you know, in the student section? So again, um, but it can't last forever. That's the one thing. This is not a, a permanent home. And it helps when you win. They got a win last night on home they ice. Did. Their first one, three-one. The hell's going on there, Florida? But uh, they yeah, got against, totally the, so. against the artist formerly known as the Florida Panthers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently. Yeah, and uh, and I think Pierre Luc Dubois also said it was one of the best rinks he's ever played in. So the, if the players like it, I mean, ice wise, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. We were looking at the ice. We we're going, wait a second. I think like is it bouncing around a little bit? And then uh, it was just it was so fresh and so clean that like the the puck was just going. Um, like I thought it was again. I thought it was bouncing all over the place. So I thought the divots and everything in the ice were really affecting the puck and, and play. But it was just so smooth that the puck was gliding so effortless, effortlessly. Um, it turns out, and, and yeah, like you said, Dubois and a few other players have said it's just, just the ice is just fantastic. Nice, nice. So that's our uh, travel and tourism section with the fourth period. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's get into last night's games because there was a lot going on. I just wanted to get your thoughts yeah. on Mullet uh, Arena. Now Vegas. Vegas uh, was a team that we were probably higher on coming into the year. A lot of people were lower because of how last year finished and the injuries coming into the year. But uh, just throwing some numbers out, like they have two really good goalies, as we know. Bruce Cassidy's put in a really good system. They've got the best goals against per game in the league right now. Uh, Eichel looks good. Chandler Stevenson got the promotion. He's dominating. Uh, DB, we'll, we'll start with you with what's going on with Vegas. You saw them this year already, and uh, yeah. you know, there's a lot to like. Yeah, clicking on all cylinders. And and you mentioned the two young goalies. Well, and Aiden Hill's not that young. But Logan Thompson's been carrying most of the water there. But now Laurent Brassois is coming back. He's going to be healthy. Uh, but the one thing that you knew that was really good about this team was their defense. Uh, Top-notch defense. You got Petrangelo, Martinez, McNabb, Nick Hague, one of Dave's guys. Uh, and they have only given up 19 goals in 11 games. But you're going to win a lot of games at that clip, Zach. Like, there's no doubt about that. So the goal differential is plus 16. Uh, my question is, are they going to stay healthy? Is Jack going to get through 80 games? Same thing with Mark Stone. Is he going to stay healthy? But if they're going to play like this – and, again, I know Bruce Cassidy wore out his welcome in Boston. 
But that team was a 107-point team under him last season. So there's no question this guy can coach. If he spruces up their power play, um, that'll, even, that'll help this team even more. They've won five straight. They're the best team in the division right now. Um, kind of a shock to me because I didn't think the goaltending would come through. I think they struggle a little bit more to score. But right now they are a very solid team. They look like the team, a little short of what the team was that went to the cup final four seasons ago. And the thing with Cassidy is when he came in, he had a conversation with a lot of the players, Mark Stone and some of the leaders on this group saying, look, I know I pressed guys in Boston and, and I pressed them to the point where I started pressing the wrong buttons. I was pressing them too hard. I've recognized that I'm going to be better with this group. It's a fresh start for me. I'm going to bring them in my system, but I'm going to be more open with, with the players. And so far, I think the reception has been good. And there's been good back and forth between the coaching staff and, and the players. And I think that's leading into why they are so solid um, to start to start this season. The offensive guys are getting the job done. And defensively, like DB was saying, they're shutting down the opposition. I mean, Logan Thompson has been great. But defensively, they've been, they've been strong in their structure, um, playing a defensive-minded game to help out the rookie goaltender. So when you've got that clicking and you've got the offense rolling, I mean, that leads – obviously to good things on the ice and good things for us. If we're, if we're focusing on this team and, and trying to play this particular club, you know, they're going to bring the offense and you know, most nights and there's going to be the odd one here and there where they're going to give up a, two, a, a few too many, but most nights they're keeping the goals low from the opposition. So it's a good opportunity right now because they're feeling it to ride these, these Vegas golden Knights for the first you know, a couple of months that we're a month in. So I guess for at least another month to see if they can maintain that ride. And and they're not a, I mean, it's a pretty good bet right now. And so are the Boston Bruins, right? We were talking about Bruce Cassidy. Yeah. Let's talk about his old team because they're doing just fine with Jim Montgomery behind the bench. Nine and one right now, first in goals per game. Everything's clicking. They just got Marshan back and they don't even have McAvoy back yet, but yeah, and home some of these other guys. A lot of good players, and you know, for that matter, money lines, puck lines that I'm looking at with Boston DB. Uh, they're a good bet going forward, and that's a team that I think you were on the bubble about, kind of coming into this year. But uh, they've proved a lot of people wrong so far. Yeah, well, they've scored four and a half goals a game, Zach. So they're going to win every else. game if they're going to score four and a half goals a game. Last night was a stirring comeback in Pittsburgh. That game was over, right? And then you know, they pulled Omar Swimming got hurt. They put him back in the game. This team hasn't quit, and it, again, it's a situation where sometimes a different voice motivates a team. But this is the thing, and the reason I have reservations about them, Zach, is that their their top two centers, as great as they are in Bergeron and Karachi, are thirty seven and thirty six years old. So I think certainly injury factors coming into this season with McAvoy, with Marshawn, who's back now, with Riley. I, I'm concerned about at the back end what this team's going to like look like health wise. If they're like this team, and, and David Krejci just makes this team different. It's chemistry and passion knack. That they just Charlie Coyle wasn't the answer. Eric Hall wasn't the answer last year. They're just a far superior team when David Krejci's in the lineup. Now maybe it's one more season, and that's it. Probably what it's going to be. But with him in as a two C, you can see it's a very different Boston team, especially up front. And certain guys have stepped up. You talked about it, Zach. You mentioned Hampus Lindholm. Well, I mean, oh. over a point a game right now. The guy's rolling for the Boston Bruins. And and I think in his first, what is it, first 10 games of the season, I mean, he's up to 11 points. Uh, I think the only defenseman in Bruins history that have gotten more than that, and I think in the recent era, was Ray Bork. 
So, yeah. I mean, you know, Lindholm is – he's been – he's stepped up from an offensive catalyst perspective from that blue line with McAvoy out. David Pasternak has just been ridiculous. Contract year Pasternak is really clicking in. So, if you're – yeah. yeah. Cha-ching. I mean, and, and this on a variety of fronts. If you're looking at – you know, some nights if you got a couple goals – you know, the last night, for example, and, and they're playing today, which they're not, but let, as an example, maybe you ride him on the points instead of you going back to back on goals because he's going to dish the puck as well. So, but you know, he's rolling and he's feeling it. So he may have potted in one or two the night before in the next game, maybe go on the point total for him because he's just riding it. and you know, he's going to want to get this going. And I keep saying it, everyone's like, ah, oh, is it going to be 10 million or this? I'm, I'm thinking you're in the $11 million range for David Pasternak on a new contract. So, he wants to make sure he's getting this. And if you want to get a little bit of – maybe go the point route on Pasternak. Yeah, yeah. The cap going up too, so who knows what his cap hit could be. It could be high. Uh, one more team I want to talk about from yesterday because this is a team I want to bet on quite a bit. So the New Jersey Devils, we talked about them last week. We said, I don't know what to make of them, or at least I did. And now they're first in goals – sorry, fourth in goals per game, first in goals allowed per game. So they're doing pretty well. Fourth in penalty kill percentage, obviously – they gave up a couple of power play goals yesterday, but they scored a shorty. Uh, Dave, what do you make of the Devils? Do you want the overs? Do you want the shot props? Because they're averaging a 39 to 21 advantage in the shots per game. Uh, Jack Hughes had eight yesterday. Uh, who are you looking at for New Jersey going forward? We are going point total. First of all, I'm, I'm attributing a lot of the, um, the, the, the defensive play. John Marino has been fantastic. He has been a ridiculously good ad for this club. Now, he's chipped in a little bit offensively, but this is a guy that is, is really stabilizing things on that back end for the New Jersey Devils when he's out there. So that's a good thing. But, I mean, look at Nico Heischer is having an offensive coming out party this season. And Jesper Bratt has been Massive. fantastic. Like, Point. yeah, he's been really – Points in every yeah. yeah. It just and, and consistent. And this is another guy that kind of banked on himself because he's he's gonna need a new contract. He only signed a one-year deal. But this is a guy that kind of banked on him when they were going through the negotiation process with the devils that were playing him very, very hard. Now he can turn around if he keeps this going. You know he's gonna want to. Um he's gonna go in and go, okay, well, guess what? This yeah. is gonna cost you a little bit. So look, he's I think him. Sure. And Hughes hasn't really exploded yet, and you know he's going to be due at some point. So, I mean, this might be a perfect storm for the New Jersey Devils. I was with you. I think, DB, you were too, that we thought this team, it, it, at best, maybe they're going to be a wild card contender, or at least in that mm -hmm. conversation, because we didn't know if some of these guys were able to step up. And we're seeing it so far. And it, this isn't that anomaly, oh, my gosh, they had a couple good games. They've been riding it since the start of the puck drop of the season. Yeah, the anomaly is cheer, is chanting "Fire Lindy" after two games. That, that <laughs> right. was the anomaly, right? Yeah. I mean, when it's fans look, fans can have their opinions, but this guy was going so reactionary. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. You you live in a you two live in a city that's really reactionary. You haven't talked about the team in Toronto, <laughs> but uh, New Jersey. Uh, look, here's the thing. Uh, you're right about the, the shot props. Like Jack's over four game, and the other guys, Dougie Hamilton, we even talked about. He's healthy. He's going to get probably three to four shots a game. So I think for a shot prop, um, also look at Dougie Hamilton. He's going to be playing 21 minutes a night. He's going to be running the power play. He has the ability to get his shot to the net from the point. So that would be another prop I'd look at. And the Devils are playing great. And you mentioned overall shot totals, Zach. This is a really damn good puck possession team right now. Yeah. They, they hold the puck in the zone. They get, a, like you mentioned, a lot of opportunities. So 
it's it's not surprising that this team has risen. I don't think they're a playoff team just yet because I have doubts about the defense, the depth of the defense, and still the goaltending. But from an offensive standpoint, they have a lot of players. And the one guy that we haven't talked about, who's not a primetime player, but I love, is, is my Newfie guy, Dawson Mercer. He's, uh, I, I really, really <laughs> like that kid. He's getting a, a lot of experience early on. I really like the kid from Newfoundland. But this, it's a great story for New Jersey early on the season through, what, 10 games? Yeah, yeah. Keep your eye on New Jersey. A lot of good players there that are off to strong starts. So uh, let's get into tonight's games. It's just the two-game slate, so we've got plenty to talk about for both of those games. Um we got to start with the Leafs. You mentioned it, DB. Dave and I live here. We know all too well. We've probably got a lot of friends who are ripping their hair out and just trying to figure out what's going on because, it, in all honesty, it's been a cakewalk of a schedule to start the year, and they just have not been up to the task. seems like they're constantly chasing the game. They're taking penalties. Uh, they're just not quite there. They're trying to go three guys instead of a round. It's just uh, – it's not there right now. Um, but that said, DB, uh, you do have uh, a prop when it comes to Philly for this game. Yeah, I don't know how you could bet what's what's going on in Toronto. And I, I saw them in, in in Los Angeles, and I saw them live in Los Angeles in the other two games. They just look lifeless. They look like they're going through the motions at game 11 or 12 or whatever it is. So I have to play Philadelphia tonight. And I, get, I got a price of what? At two and a half on the puck line from power play at minus 143. So, yeah, I'm going to grab Philadelphia. plus because I, I think even if Toronto wins, it's going to be a close game because Philly stays in games you saw last night, that battle between – Carter Hart and Igor Shosturkin was fantastic. Uh, Chris Carter closed the show, but I like Philadelphia. I'm going to get two and a half goals because I have zero faith in Toronto right now. I don't know. They need a lot more to turn it around than just uh, just a win. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure exactly. Like the Leafs sh- should win tonight. Like let's be honest. There's injuries in Philly. Carter Hart's likely not playing, so they should win. But when the Leafs should win. They often don't. So I, I, that's yeah. I'm staying. They should away. have won in San Jose and Anaheim. Okay. And yeah, they should have beat Arizona at home. I mean, like and there's more pressure tonight. Coming up yeah, because they got Boston coming up on Saturday, and then Vegas, and then Pittsburgh. Like it doesn't get easier for the Leafs. So I'm staying away from from you know taking the Leafs or taking Philly in this one because. The should really scares me when you get to that envi- that point uh, of a game for this particular team. But I am going to take the over. Um, I'm taking over four and a half goals in this game. I'm also taking an empty netter in this one. So I, I was the bit, I'm like, I think it's going to be close, but I think it's going to be like a two goal kind of win for whoever comes out on top. So I'm going with the prop on the empty netter. I'm definitely going that. And with all the BS that's surrounding Mitch Marner right now, I'm not going point total because, again, the should scares me, but I am taking the the the, uh, the two-and-a-half-plus on shots for Mitch Marner. I think he's going to come out, be aggressive tonight. Whether he ends up getting an assist or, or lighting the lamp, uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. He, he looks like he might be a little snake bit, but um, I think he's going to be a little bit more aggressive. So I'm taking him on the over two-and-a-half uh, shot total tonight, and and – We'll see, but yeah, I've got one more prop on that game. I've got on the Philly side, Travis Konechny. He's going to get more than two and a half shots tonight at minus one thirty. I like Travis because Travis had a great start. He's been one of the leaders for Philadelphia. I think he's going to get off a lot of shots tonight in Toronto. Yeah, there are actually quite a a good uh, amount of uh, things to look at for Toronto's side. I mean, in terms of shot props, Dave, you mentioned Mm -hmm. it. Philly gives up a lot. I mean, Carter Hart's been great. You said he's not. He's probably not playing tonight. They played last night, and you know he. 
certainly stole a point for them. So you got to think they give them a bit of a rest. And you're right, it is a should win for Toronto, but it's not always the case. But I mean, they're giving up a lot of shots right now. They've, uh, they haven't faced under 30 shots, at least Carter Hart hasn't, but they've uh, been giving up quite a bit. So Austin Matthews, uh, he's averaging 4.8 shots a game. We could round that up to five. Uh, but again, we said Philly gives up a lot and he's actually yeah. the only anytime goal scorer on BetMGM and DraftKings that is minus money. So uh, Vegas certainly mm-hmm. thinks that Matthews is getting on the board. And you mentioned Mitch, Dave, but uh, is Austin somebody that you touch for tonight too? Yeah, well, look, part of the same line, if they're going to keep them together, then, you know, maybe that's where – maybe Austin's the guy that ends up putting it in the back of the net and Mitch jumps in on an assist or, or a point or two something tonight. I, again, I'm sticking with the shot total because this game just scares me. Um, but, look, Austin's going to be another one that you're probably – if you want to go shot total on it – um, that's not the, I mean, I, I would imagine he's going to be a lot, a lot more aggressive tonight. I think that line, if they're staying together with Michael Bunting on the left side, I think they need to be more aggressive tonight. Um, and I think because Mitch is going to have a little fire under his butt, uh, for a variety of reasons, I, I think they may piggyback off that too. So, I mean, that might not be the worst thing, certainly to go after not just Mitch Marner, but maybe Austin Matthews as well. Cause I think Mitch is going to try to lead that. Maybe he ends up doing a little bit too much. Um, but I think he's going to lead it. So, I, I mean, I'm sticking with that. And if you're going shot total with, with Austin Matthews as well, probably going to go high on that one because, like as DB said, yeah. the Flyers give up a lot. So and, we'll see how and that you know, goes. A lot, a lot of cats holding futures on uh, Austin Matthews winning the Rocket Richard. They're sweating right now. <laughs> but he did get off to a bad start last year, so we never know. Hmm. I mean, he can score in bunches, right, better than anybody. And uh, yeah. I think shot, his shot prop for tonight is at three and a half. So – I think he might have gone under that once, maybe not even yeah. at all. So uh, pretty good bet there. Not bad. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to Pittsburgh and Buffalo. That's the second game of the night. It's only a two-game slate. We, we talked a bit about Pittsburgh yesterday, right? I mean, blowing the 5-2 lead, like DB said, the game was over, or at least it felt over, especially with Swayman getting pulled, Alm- Almar coming back in. Yeah. Crazy game, but uh, Boston's just had that kind of year. Everything's kind of going their way right now, and um, – you know, they reunite Gensel, Crosby, Rust, but they don't have Latang. He might not play again tonight. Let's talk about my guy, Tage Thompson, right? No Chris Latang, bit of an easier matchup for him tonight. Uh, a lot of props, Dave, could go his way. And with the stretch that he's on right now, even over just the last two games, he's a guy that everybody's going to want to be riding for tonight. Yeah, most likely. And you've got to imagine that, that Pitt's going to want to ride him too, defensively. So they may put a little bit more pressure on him. And it's going to be a good test for him and for the Sabres um, to be put in this type of a, of a position for a team that's probably really pissed off on how they lost last night. So there's going to be a little bit more of a motivator. It looks like the Smith will be in that. But um, you're going to look at, at Pittsburgh being a little bit more aggressive tonight. And that might also be not just from an offensive side of things, but also from a defensive side of things. So as good as Tage Thompson has been and as um, – offensively potent that he's been. I mean, him and, and Rasmus Dahlin are, are leading the team both with 12 points so far on the season. And that's a guy, I, I mean, I would throw something down on, on Dahlin tonight, probably more than I would Tage Thompson, because I think they're going to be gunning for Thompson from a defensive side of things and maybe throw something on, um, on, on Dahlin's side of things. I, 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 I would probably go that route. I'm not sure which way this game is going to go, DB, but I'm taking the same. Sabres tonight on the race to three because I think goal's continuing, but I'm going to take uh, uh, Buffalo on that race to three 
and maybe take the first period probably as this highest scoring to, uh, period for this game. Yeah, well, um, when you're six foot seven and you play center, you always have the puck. You're going to shoot it. So I'm not sure he's going <laughs> to score tonight, but I, I think Zach and I are the same. Over three and a half shots at minus one fourteen for uh, for Tage Thompson. He, he may not score, and your idea may pay more attention to him. But without Latang, he might score. But I think at that shot totals low for Tage uh, coming off that six point uh, uh, triumph he had uh, the other night. Yeah, I think his shots per game in the last three. I could be wrong, but I think it's eight, eight, nine. So. Uh, if it's three and a half, give me that. And again, without Latang, maybe they go a bit harder on him. But I mean, that's a pretty good one. Pittsburgh's lost five straight. Right. Might be a bit more aggressive, and uh, that might open up some things for uh, for Tage Thompson. So we'll see. Uh, and then let's also talk. Sorry, go ahead, Dave. I was just gonna. I, I'm gonna throw that. You mentioned the the losing streak there, and and you look at the other guys doing some damage offensively, and looks like Connor McDavid may have just scored right now because he just keeps putting the puck yeah, in the net. Um, I think Sid's going to answer on that one. So I, if I'm taking another goal scorer t- tonight, at least in this game, I'm going Sidney Crosby for an anytime goal. Yep, Sid scored yesterday. So uh, let's see if he can do it Keep in it going games. Yeah, a lot of guys are hot, right? Skinner, Tuck. You mentioned yeah. Dalian, who might be leading the uh, Norris candidacy right now. My my guy Eric Carlson's up there too. So the two Swedes. <laughs> Uh, so Rasmus, Rasmus Dahlin, DB, he is uh, really – I feel like he got a bit more comfortable when Granado took over, and now he's starting to come into his own, right? A full season with a new coach, some more surrounding players around him, and uh, Dahlin is a guy certainly that I would go hard on tonight too, like Dave said. Yeah, well, it takes it takes years for NHL defensemen to mature, sometimes to the mid-20s, and yeah. it's sooner for Dahlin because – Obviously, he's a first overall pick, so that's not really an issue. Uh, but it, it, it's amazing, Zach, that players get more productive when better players are around them. And that's what's actually happening in Buffalo. They actually have good players on the team now. And I think the presence of Owen Power, I think that lessens the pressure on Darlene because some of the attention on the blue line goes to Owen Power. Not that Owen Power is the player that Darlene is right now, uh, but this kid has tools and gifts, and they were right. Look, a couple seasons ago, he had a horrible season, Rasmus Darlene, and there were some rumors maybe he could – get him on the cheap or something like that. They, they remain patient. And now he's part of something that's growing very, very well. Um, tonight, uh, it, no, I gave him my own prop on Tate Thompson. Like, if you're not playing over in this game, based on what you've seen from Buffalo yeah. and oh, from yeah. last night from Pittsburgh, hey, I, I'm sorry. And maybe I'm wrong. And you know, I'm wrong all the time. But, the, uh, you know, over <laughs> a six and a half at minus 110, you got to play. You, you have That's what you have to play. Yeah. It's not that it's going to win, but – how do you not play that yeah. um, that bet it's, tonight uh, based on yeah. the, the the offensive gifts both teams have? The smart the smart play. And you look at Darlene; he's averaging twenty five and minute over twenty five minutes a game. You go back to Power; he's averaging just over twenty two. But I think he's got like eight or nine shots on the season. Darlene is over thirty. He's at 31, 32 shots so far on the season. So he's getting his looks too. Um, and Thompson's at thirty nine now on the season. It's that this little three game bump has really helped him out on that regard. But, um, you know, Darlene's getting those looks. So, you know, if you're throwing down something on, on another shot total, maybe you go his route, maybe you go point route, which is probably what I would do tonight um, against Pittsburgh Penguins. Lots to look at for that game for sure. Uh, now we talked a little bit about our props of the day, our best bets of the day as well, but uh, let's just recap it to end off with these segments. So Dave, uh, your best prop bet coming into tonight. Yeah, so for me, it's it's going to be um, the Mitch Marner two and a half 
shot total plus on on that one um, for the player prop. I, I just think Mitch is due to have an aggressive game tonight. Um, again, I don't know if it ends up, you know, hitting the actual score sheet with a goal or an assist or anything like that, but I think he's going to be very aggressive tonight. So from a player prop perspective, I'm going on Mitch Marner for over two and a half shots tonight. And DB's probably. Oh. Yeah, I'll I'll leave you with the with the tagline on Tage Thompson. I'll just say Tage Thompson over uh, three and a half shots at minus one fourteen. Okay, so we'll do that, and then uh, I'm just going to go with my classic value pick over two and a half shots for Dylan Cousins with plus money, just because he's been shooting a lot more now. I think again things will open up for him with uh, some of the other guys having big nights, and uh, Pittsburgh gives up a lot. So you know we'll see, and with no Latang, that's a big factor. Uh, DB, we'll stick with you for your best bet of the night. I know we touched on these, but just to recap. Yeah, easy money. Pittsburgh, Buffalo going over six and a half total tonight at KeyBank. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm riding that one. Uh, I, think, I think we were all talking about it before. We're going down together on this one. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely riding that one. I think it's, we're going to see some exciting hockey tonight there. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, these are two of the top four uh, scoring teams per game, so – I think you're right, DB. You said even if it doesn't win, you kind of have to play it. If you don't, then you're just not yeah. looking deep enough, right? It just yeah. makes sense to yeah. go under. And, uh, again, I keep mentioning no Latang because I just remember, right? I mean, even the year they won the Cup with, with Latang barely playing, they're just a different team without him. And uh, I think he brings a whole other element that, frankly, nobody else on their team does. They've been without Crosby and Malkin quite a bit and still been yeah. fine. But without Latang, it just seems to be different. So, uh, we're all in agreement yep. there. That's where we're going over six and a half for Pittsburgh Buffalo. Just seems like the best play right now. So thanks yep. for listening to the Edge Work on the Hammer Betting Network. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow us, and check out the fourth period with Dave Pinota, Dennis Bernstein, and for Zach Bodenstein and them. I will see you next time. <laughs>